This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Thanks for tuning into Americana Music Profiles. The next episode starts right now. You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Born in Brisbane, Shane Cook, a Melbourne-based singer and songwriter, had his debut album release in 2020 after spending years playing guitar with other bands. That album, Epiphonetics, set the stage for his solo career and his latest release, Miles Away. Shane joins us on this edition of Americana Music Profiles to talk about his solo career and the February release of Miles Away. Hi, Shane. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Greg. How are you? Good. Thanks for taking the time out of your day to chat with us all the way around the other side of the world, the uh, uh, down under, or depending on how you guys (laughs) refer to it there in uh, Australia. Not a problem. Great to be with you. Yeah, um, and uh, we've done this before, actually, um, which is kind of cool. I love getting to revisit these conversations. Yeah, well, I obviously I'm still in the industry, which is a bonus, right? That's right. Yeah, because it was uh, <laughs> uh, when I went looking. Uh, it was round about 2020, uh, 20 or yeah, either 220. It was yeah, was it 220? Okay, so. Um, uh, we had already experienced the the major bump in the road. I forget what part of the year it was, but you were just launching your solo project, correct? That's right. Yeah. So in 2020 uh, was my first album. So uh, that was about October. So I'm not sure what time we spoke, but it was probably around then, I'd say. Well, if it was October, then we had kind of um, come through the first round of the pandemic and hadn't quite experienced the the whole shakeup of the economics yet. So, uh, how, how did you um, how did you weather that as an artist? Yeah, that was interesting. Um, I suppose. A lot of plans were put on hold and, uh, you know, it was just something we had to kind of deal with. I dealt with it by um, 
pretty much locking myself up and writing heaps more. Yeah. Okay. Um, which is kind of where the fruits of um, those times are coming out now for, for releases this year. But, um, yeah, as far as a normal life and, you know, playing shows and um, monetary aspects of being a musician, it was pretty terrible. Yeah. Mm. And and I think you guys um, but, had a little mm. little uh, 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 were a little more suppressed in in Australia, if I'm not mistaken. You guys kind of got locked down pretty hard. Yeah, well, I was in Melbourne, okay. and you know, at one point we had eight thirty p.m. curfews. Wow. Um, at wow. one point, so in five five kilometer radius mm. um, maximums that we could leave. So yeah, it was it was um, something that um, felt very doomsday at the time mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. I, I was actually lucky so uh, between the fifth and sixth lockdown that we had because we had a lot mm-hmm. um i had escaped up to the east coast of uh, australia um to see my girlfriend in one of the quick breaks before lockdowns and then within two weeks um we were locked down again in the city and i got to stay for six months uh, by the beach so that was wow kind of fortunate <laughs> yeah yeah for sure so um you mentioned uh melbourne that that is is that home for you generally yeah yes melbourne melbourne's home i, I grew up in brisbane and okay. i uh go back to brisbane quite frequently because i still have a i've got a recording studio in brisbane called mm-hmm. hunting ground studios mm-hmm. um so i I still go up there and record, and I do a bit of production with other artists. So I'm frequently up there, usually once a month as well. But Melbourne is home. Yeah. Okay. And if I remember from our previous conversation, um, you didn't necessarily start out as a young child as an artist. I think you, I remember you saying you, you started in your teens uh, playing music. Yeah. Yeah. I was a bit of a late bloomer. Yeah. Um, Fifteen. Although uh, my mother told me that. At the age of three, I was um, sprouting off that I wanted to be a songer, what okay. I called a singer, I suppose. But uh-huh. um, yeah, it wasn't until 15 that I picked up a guitar. Um, but I was one of those kids that uh, sort of came home from school every day and played for six to eight hours mm. uh, nonstop. Mm-hmm. So I think that that was the, that was a good foundation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was was songwriting for you a part of it right away? No. I I I was I started off as just guitar, and then I probably didn't even start singing till you know, ten years after that. Um, and then it probably took another five years after that before I started songwriting. So it was a wow. a, a slow blossoming yeah. process. Yeah. Um, I, I sort of found a love for guitar first, and then um, through playing with multiple acts and duos, um, the singing kind of was almost not forced upon me, but um, was suggested. Um, and then I quite enjoyed that. And then, you know, the natural progression once you're singing and playing guitar is mm-hmm. to write. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then I fell in love with that. So it was a, yeah, I think it was a gradual process of falling in love with each aspect of the, the process. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned a couple of minutes ago, um, your actually, your, your debut was it till 2020. What, what was the, um, what was the the antithesis of your music career prior to creating your your first debut album as a solo artist? Yeah, prior to that, um, to be honest, I'd been playing in multiple other bands mm-hmm. and uh, other people's projects. So 
you know, I was um, in a couple of bands that uh, toured around Australia and, um, you know, I spent a lot of time playing in, uh, I studied jazz, so I, uh, I played in a jazz duo um, and, yeah, filling in and sort of session playing for a lot of other acts. So until that point, um, I'd just been chipping away at my own music and I suppose in, you know, at that point it was time to release some and um, start that um, that journey. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, and until that point, I suppose uh, my original uh, music wasn't wasn't out there at all. Mm. But um, you know, I've I've enjoyed every aspect of it. But now I I couldn't see myself uh, be anything else mm-hmm. but a, an originals uh, uh, musician. So, um, and you know, sort of this last song that's that's out um, was a co-write with. Actually, a guy from the states, Austin, Texas, mm-hmm, uh, Richard. Sure. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I found myself um, um, writing with a lot of different people. The next song I've got coming out as well will be a co-write. Um, yeah. So I've really yeah kicked into um, exploring working with different producers and artists as well. Mm. Um, your debut album, I believe, I've got the name correct epiphonetics did i say that right yeah that's right yeah mm-hmm. uh and i remember uh, folks can go back and listen to our original discussion we, we kind of dig into that pretty deep and where that came from um what was your and that had just come out when we talked um what was your experience of that uh being your your demo or your debut cd and um you know, as a solo artist and, and away from a band so to speak did you uh, did you find your your audience, your tribe, pretty quickly with with that music? Yeah, look, I, I've got a small but um, pretty uh, dedicated fan base. Um, mm-hmm. Small but growing. Yeah. Um, I, I think you know, releasing it in October 2020, amongst the lockdowns, and then followed by a year of lockdowns, sort of slowed the progress as far as uh, playing it out live. But I I did last year um in australia in multiple uh, venues yeah and i suppose that aspect slowed down but i think it was good from the perspective that i had until that point releasing music was such it was anxiety provoking and i'd worked it up in my head mm-hmm. so much mm-hmm. by getting it out there had um you know an effect personally of well that's done I can just keep doing it now and yeah. kind of relax with it a little bit. Yeah. Um, so my, I, th- I think my um, uh, my modus operandi this day these days is just to keep doing it and mm-hmm. keep releasing regularly to slowly build the the fan base. I know my music isn't probably you know pop top forty, um, but I want to keep releasing music that is. 100% true to me and comes from me. Um, so I'm not going to be, you know, guided by trend or anything like that. So, um, you know, w- with my attitude with that is just to um, keep going yeah. and um, yeah. f- find my audience through continually putting out music and um, doing my best to get it out there, really. When you get into your songwriting process, um, are you – are you creating music because there's a message that you feel like you want to share or is it more about the artistic side of it and 
it's it's you're you're putting this art out there that you're hoping that your your fan base is is inclined to enjoy. Yeah, no, I think, um, or maybe pretty both. Much the writing, pro- yeah, pretty much the writing process for me is often the meaning of a song is found later. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> um, it yeah, it's 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 sort of intuitive and lyrics and melody and everything like that tend to come um i don't usually sit down and go i'm gonna write a song about this uh-huh. okay and um, this particular subject or anything like that um but sometimes i'll find that something comes out and it kind of becomes there becomes a meaning to it right um i'm a bit i'm a big believer that um you know everyone sort of makes up their own um you know meaning from art anyway mm-hmm. sure. um so yeah so uh yeah look um that doesn't mean that i i wouldn't sit down and write with a distinct message or purpose it just doesn't generally happen like that yeah okay. um it, it kind of comes out of the ether and then sometimes i attach a meaning to it right right <laughs> um <laughs> or sometimes it kind of the the words or the um, the take of the song kind of just leads towards a meaning. Yeah, I suppose. Sure, yeah. Sure, yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's interesting. I, you know, sometimes we listen to music and you're like, Oh, I wonder what the artist is trying to say here. Or, you know, it must've been a traumatic experience for them to write that song. And it's interesting to know that, that at least some of you guys, uh, you're not that deep into it. It's just the, the lyrics feel good. <laughs> they fit like they met, you know, they mix with the song well, and, uh, it's up to the listener to interpret. And, um, you know, it, I, yeah. I'm glad that there's both approaches to that because sometimes, as a listener, we don't want to think that hard anyway. So, <laughs> well, I think you know, I think um, sometimes, and you can't deny that past experience and uh, you know elements of your life weave into that sure. anyway. Yeah, of course. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's all um, it's all part and parcel, really. Um, right. Yeah. Of, of that. Yeah. So you have a new single, um, miles away. Is this part of a new album that's on the way or have you not got to that part of it yet? Well, I was kind of, uh, deliberating last year about, uh, I've definitely got enough, uh, you know, um, demoed songs to, an album out mm-hmm. um but my deliberation last year was there's such a mix of the type of songs in there so um a bunch of them fit together and then another bunch of them fit together and i was kind of struggling to see which ones would fit together on an album mm-hmm. um so i decided to go the way and you know having a smaller fan base and not having you know um, hundreds of thousands, millions of people just to uh, present it to straight off. I sure. feel that the album release really works for well-established acts. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, maybe single releases are a good idea for you know acts trying to build a following because it gives you more opportunities to you know come out there and present new mm-hmm. work. Whereas you put out an album, you know the people you've got one chance to present it and then people will try and find it. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. So I think where I'm leading with it is to release a bunch of singles this year, Um, hopefully one every 
I don't know, six to eight weeks or something like that. Okay. Um, and then um, hopefully that will lead to uh, these these songs kind of grouped together enough for an album or there'll be enough writing there that, you know, I can go into the studio and finish off another few and, and there'll be an album's worth there. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's kind of how I decided to approach it because the going in and recording an album, um, you know, felt kind of not ready. Um, mm. So, but um, I didn't want to stop the, um, the momentum. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, so I decided to go this way and see how it happens, see see how it works. Mm. So the ones that you are – so is this the first one then of the bunch that you have? This is, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yep, and, and that's been out how long? One. So uh, since the the 9th of Feb. Okay. So, so a few weeks now. Yeah, yeah. Mm. What, what's, what's the response um, been? Are you getting, uh, are you getting people uh, input? Yeah, I, I've, I've had quite a favorable – response um awesome. a lot of people like it yeah. i know that my music is uh, a certain taste and not everyone's going to like it but that's normal um sure, sure yeah but um yeah the the responses i've had and the feedback are, are really promising and um you know i'm i'm gonna work with that and take it as a positive so and so i i, I presume you you mentioned that you have a group that kind of fit together and another group that fit together so the ones that you're releasing now is is all within one of the groupings then you're not you're not mixing them up yeah yeah that's right i've, I've actually <clears throat> got another one or two writing projects on that are probably going to be released under a different banner mm-hmm. um which are completely different. Um, one of them's more of a studio-based um, production-style creation of music, so um, <clears throat> which will be um, completely different to this. So, which I like doing because I like different types of music. Sure. So, yeah, um, yeah that's that's probably going to be out this year as well. And um, yeah, I I think for my creative um, fulfillment, um, that's pretty important to me. The, the songs that I write under my solo project seem to come out fairly easily, mm. um, you know, are often sort of started with a guitar or a piano. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, you know, the, this other project that I'm doing is a lot of it is based on synth and um, mm. is a little bit more beat orientated, mm-hmm. which you probably wouldn't even recognize was, mm. you know, um, my writing. So, okay. so yeah, that's how I'm kind of trying to fulfill that, um, that need of, um, sort of crossing genre as well. Sure. Yeah. So will you, um, have the opportunity to get out tour? Um, what, what type of venue does that, does your music, do you find it fits in? Will you get to do that with this music? Yeah, um, what I'm probably going to do is um, start off with releasing a few songs and then I will aim to sort of tour around off the back of that. Um, I like venues that are like small halls. I kind of like the – I saw a scene uh, like uh, Laura Marling, I'm not sure if you heard of her, Mm -hmm. in a church Mm -hmm. um, a couple of years back and – that was quite appealing. I kind of like that small, intimate mm-hmm. um, ven- venue that just, I don't know, just the room has a really good sound. Yeah, um, yeah. That's, that would be my ideal, but, you know, uh, 
I've also and don't mind going and playing at a pub either. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, but you know, my ultimate would be you know the small, small intimate uh, hall or you know even church sort of. Sure. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, mm. and you've got some things uh, lined up already for this year. Yeah, yeah. I'll um. I haven't actually booked anything in because, um, like I said, I wanted to release two or three of these before I mm-hmm. sort of kick that off. But um, yeah, I've got all the the contacts of the the venues um um sort of being in the industry a while that I need to contact mm-hmm. and yeah, it's just a matter of uh, locking in the times really. Yeah. So, okay. Awesome. So, uh, if folks and then want, you, you 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 can you can spread the good word uh, out in America and um, make sure I can come over there one day. Yeah, it was absolutely, man. We would love to have you over <laughs> here for sure. Uh, we'd love to do that. That's part of what we're doing here today too. So I I, I hope that um, you get some connections this way. And and uh, my next question then is, which how, how do you like to communicate with people? How, how do you want them to reach out to you? They want to listen to some of your music. What's the best way to do all of that? Uh, you know, the, the usual channels, I think, you know, jump on my Instagram or Facebook or um, my website is www.shanecook.com and uh, that will give you all the details and where to go to listen to music and how to buy merch and shows upcoming, etc., etc. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just the, the show of support of um, having a listen is, is – um, would be all I ask. Yeah, yeah, excellent. Well, it's good to talk to you again, Shane, and, and I, I'm glad that uh, the first trip around the sun worked and, and you're doing it again and, and that you're still uh, playing and, and uh, still still creating your craft, and I wish you well with, with this turn at it too. Yeah, great, and uh, thanks for having me on your show again. Yeah, absolutely. Have a good day. Thank you. Cheers, Greg. Have a good day. You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview.